Father, we give our praise. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your name. Thank you for your power. Thank you because of your omniscient graces. Lord, be exalted. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you because of a living hope. Thank you for new possibilities. One of which is access given to us. Thank you for your word given to us. Thank you for your name. Thank you for sharing your identity with us. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For a possibility of a walk with you, we say thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Alright, this very moment I'm going to be sharing with you what I've titled the God Challenge. You can also call it God Unusual Acts. God's Strange Acts. Scripture says that God wrote unusual miracles through the ends of Paul. So, unusual miracles, unusual acts are peculiar to God. And it takes the God like a God to write these unusual acts amongst those people. Now let me quickly state the objective of this teaching because some of the things I'm going to be mentioning are some of the things we've learned in time past. But like I told you in time past that sometimes we don't bring up new knowledge in our studies or in our teaching ministry. Not because there are no, there are no new things to learn but the fact that we are liable to forget the whole things we've learned. So oftentimes, there will be need for us to keep us in remembrance of the old things we have learned. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 says that we must keep earnest attention on the things we've learned lest we forget them. So there is a tendency of forgetting knowledge, forgetting things we've learned. So there may be need occasionally to keep learning to keep learning and learning so today i want to speak about god's god's unusual hearts in first peter chapter 2 verse 9 the scripture says that we are choosing to proclaim the praises of him that is the acts of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light how can we show the acts of god which had not been demonstrated in our lives hallelujah And let me say at this junction here that God specializes in doing the impossible. And it does just no he does not just want to do it for somebody out there, or he does not just only do it in Bible days, he wants to do it for me now and for you now. And you can expect that to be done in your life. And all through the scriptures. God has always proven, proven himself great, matchless, incomparable, self-sufficient, self-existing at all times. He does this by the revelation of his name and he does this by his acts. Of course, his name captures dimensions that are possible or that are latent in him. In fact, the names of God are the revelation of who he is, are his identity, what he's capable of. So one of the things or one of uh, the ways God reveals himself, reveals his capacity, talks about his um, unpredictable nature is his name. His name says so many things about him. Another thing are his acts, what he does. Then another thing is his nature. So there are different perspectives or different approaches or different ways to knowing God, to working intimately with him. Number one is his name. 
His name is a revelation of who he is in essence. Number two, his nature or his characteristics, his features. Number three, eyes acts what he does. You know, in the previous teaching, when I taught about who is your God, I told you that there are three ways to knowing a character. A character is known by what he says of himself. A character also can be known by what others says about him. A character can also be known by how he deals or how he relates or how he acts. In the same way, God can be known in diverse ways. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 says, God who at sundry time, that is in time past, spoke to the fathers in various ways through the prophet as in this last time spoken to us through his son Jesus Christ. The emphasis in that reference scripture is that he spoke in different ways. So there are different ways by which God can be known. One of them is by his name. His name captures him. The second way is his nature, his attributes. He is holy, he is kind, he is jealous, he is omniscient, he is omnipotent, he is unpredictable, he is a God of justice, he is immortal. These are his attributes. The number three are his acts. His actions, how he treats people, how he has dealt with men who had gone ahead of us. And these are the things that gives us consolation that he cannot fail us. If he had not failed men who had gone ahead of us, we can be sure he cannot fail us. So we are looking at God's unusual acts as a way of saying that he can do that for us. We are looking at God's unusual acts as a way of proving that there is no like him. We are looking at God's acts as a way of telling us that he is incomparable. Therefore, we don't have any excuse. Therefore, we cannot turn to beggarly elements in place of him. We are looking at God's impossible acts. God's way of turning impossibilities to possibilities. God being able to do the unusual, even for us today. We are looking at the miraculous God. Of course, in time past, we have explored His love for us. We have explored His, his nature, His goodness, His beauty, His kindness, his, his loving kindness. We have looked at several aspects of Him that shows us His graces, His glory. But I believe our study of the scripture is not enough without gazing at the power of God. Without examining the omniscient nature of God. In Romans chapter 1 verse 18. Apostle possessing creation. His eternal attributes are clearly seen by the things that are seen. Even the, 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 the Godhead and his eternal power. Let's pick that scriptures. Anytime I have issues. Quoting scriptures accurately, I prefer seeing that scriptures. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1. Let's see what Paul told us about the invisible nature of God that had been displayed by the things that are seen. Hallelujah. Little wonder David said, When I behold the heavens, the works of the hand, what is man that thou art mindful of him? So sometimes when we look at God's acts, God's creation. How he had created things, what he had done by his arm, we cannot but to take a grasp of his omnipotence. He is the Almighty, the Hell Hellion, the Most High, the Almighty, the Hell Shaddai. And the word Shaddai means the self sufficient, the one that is able to cater for you without having any sense of lack himself. Or without coming to a point where he became stranded by himself. And that's the God you are serving. Look at what Paul told us in Romans chapter 1 verse 18. Verse 20. For since the creation of the world, its invincible attributes are clearly seen. So if its, entry, if its invincible attributes are clearly seen, that means that, the, that means that the handwriting of God is on the world. We can know him by the things he had done. Since creation. 
of the world his invincible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are seen by the things that are made even his eternal power now mark the word eternal oh you know anytime the scripture uses the word eternal it chooses it to show that what is being described or what is being said or what is being measured as an unending nature so god's eternal power refers to god's unending power god's omnipotence the fact that god cannot lose his power at any time he remains on the throne he remains in control forever nothing checks him he's god forever even his eternal power his unfailing power his unrestrained power his unlimited power and guarded so that they were they are without excuse so nobody is with any excuse god had demonstrated himself the scripture is a compilation of god's acts his acts in nature is acts by nature miracle is acts by healing miracle is acts by by doing the impossible by by reversing the irreversible and this to show us the the same great power that is displayed to us now look at what paul wrote in ephesians chapter one he spoke about god's exceeding power that is given towards us today so the acts of god in miracle or in the miraculous or in the supernatural are not lost today they are meant for us to enjoy even today that's what the scripture says look at ephesians chapter one verse 18 through to 20 the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint the glory of his inheritance in the saint the beauty of what he inherited or what he has in the saint or the beauty of his saint because we are in we are his inheritance but then the new KJV says that we may know the exceeding greatness of his that we may know the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saint verse 19 and what is the exceeding greatness of his power now mark it paul said one of the things we have got to know is the exceeding greatness of his power not just in the bible but it says the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe then he gave us the measure of that power according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in christ the same dimension of power he demonstrated in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him oh glory at his right and in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come and he had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that fill all in all now the emphasis is that we may come to know the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe and the emphasis is the exceeding greatness of his power hallelujah the exceeding greatness of his power is unlimited power towards us hallelujah so god wants to daze you this time around he wants to give you the unprecedented miracle the unprecedented miracle the unprecedented signs and wonders and you can expect it you can bargain for it that you may know it's part of the package of redemption to come to experience the exceeding greatness of his power towards us in christ according to the measure he demonstrated in christ when he raised him from the dead so who told you the age of miracle is gone and god wrought real unusual miracle through the hands of paul that god who worked with paul is here today he's here to turn situations around he's here to make the impossible possible he's here to give you unprecedented miracles he's here to match your expectations Ephesians 3 verse 21 apostle paul says now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what we think or ask according to his power that works in us so his power is at work in us glory to god that same power that resurrected jesus is at work today and that's what we want to look at 
the God challenge. And my objectives are just two. Number one, to demonstrate that God can do the unusual. Can do the impossible to convince you that he is with you. And never you forget one of the prophecies or promises given to us as the essence of the coming of Christ. It is the revelation of Emmanuel. God with us. Behold a virgin shall conceive and shall bear a son and his name shall be called Emmanuel. And of course, and of the truth, there is no place in the New Testament account where Jesus was named Emmanuel. There was no record of that. Or there's no record of that. But when Jesus completed his ministry, on the verge of ascending into the heaven, he told the disciples, "Say, go, baptize people in my name, make disciples in my name, cast out demons in my name. Then he says, behold, I am with you. Hallelujah. So the essence of Emmanuel is God's presence with us. It's God's power with us. It's God's kingdom with us. It's God's authority with us. It's God's life given to us now. That is Emmanuel. God's power is here with us. God is not in heaven. He lives in our spirit. He's here with us. Hallelujah. He's here to do wonders. He's here to do the unusual. Hallelujah. So you can trust him to do the real unusual in your life. I don't know what the issue is in your life. Maybe your finances. is in mess. Maybe you are jobless. I don't know what that issue is. But I have come to announce you to you today that God can do exceedingly abundantly more than what you ask or think because his power is already at work in you. The same power that saved you is resident in your spirit. And via that power, God can give you real unusual miracles. And never you forget that it's one of our assignments to show the praises of him, the acts of him who had called us out of darkness into his marvelous act so our walk with god is not a boring one it's not a call out of pity hallelujah glory be to god forevermore so we can expect god's unusual heart and like i said all through the scriptures god has demonstrated god had proven himself to be great to be matchless, to be incomparable, to be unusual, to be supernatural, to be to 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 be, to, to, to be past finding out. Apostle Paul wrote, "Say, who oh, the depth of God, how unsearchable are His ways, and is past finding out." He's a miraculous God, and He did not just perform it then just to thrill men. He has disposed that power towards us today according to his mighty power in the order he demonstrated in christ have you been dazed by the signs and wonders that characterize jesus's miracles i mean jesus's ministries the scripture said that same power is at work today same power same holy ghost same lord same dimensions of the spirit of god and you can expect to walk in that reality today hallelujah it does not matter what your realities are today as a matter of fact, your realities are not your realities except the realities that is provided and revealed to us in the scriptures. So your realities is in the realities of the power and the possibilities that is available in God. Amen. Now let's take a look at some scriptures. But then never you forget that I've mentioned that there are different ways to know in God. One way is his name. And we have a number of them. One of them is the word El Shaddai. And the word El Shaddai means the self-sufficient one. The all-breasted. The one that has all the resources. You need and who can supply that resources without running out dry. Without running out of resources. El Shaddai. The all-sufficient God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You cannot be stranded. No matter how difficult, no matter how hostile, no matter how favorable the economy or governmental policies in your nation, you will excel. You will stand out. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Not according to his riches in the economy of your nation or by the uh, revenue 
of your nation. Hallelujah. God is matchless. Okay. So God is the El Shaddai, the self-sufficient one. He's also the Elohim, the uncreated creator. The strong one. The Elohim, the creator. So you can expect creative miracles. Even if what you want from him does not exist, you can create them. Hallelujah. All you have got to do is to have an expectation or have expectations or have definite desires or a desire. Have a goal. It does not matter what resources you have available to you now. You have got to know that you have an unlimited goal who can put in your hands beyond what you think or ask and before beyond what you can afford. You must know that. Glory be to God forevermore. Unto him who is able to do exceedingly. Far above all we think of us. Because his power is working in us. Glory to God. So God is El Shaddai. The self-sufficient. He is Elohim. The creator God. He is Jehovah. The self-existing one. He's not just the creator. But was created by some power. At some point, like God proved in Isaiah chapter 40, it says that, who will you like me? And who shall you compare me? I'm the one who sits on the circle of the head. It says that when when a, 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 a workman wants to make an image, he ensures he makes the best, he, 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 he makes uh, the image that will not totter, that will not rot. See now, if a sculptor that's not the creator can be so careful that he, he factor in the sense of durability in factoring, I mean, in manufacturing or in, in, in making an image that is not God, how much more the creator of the hands of the earth? He's immortal. He has no hand. He's incomparable. He's unbeatable. To whom will you compare me? And to whom shall I be like it? When a blacksmith works, he brings out the best of his work. Whether he's molding or he's calving, whatever he's doing, he ensures that what he brings out is the best. How much more the Almighty God? Then he says, have you not heard? Have you not known that the Almighty is the everlasting God? It is he who sits on the circle of the earth. And the whole earth is like grass chopper. It's like a drop of water in a bucket. How enormous is our God? And that's your God. So you have got to allow God to take away that thought or those thoughts of impossibility. Never you be like the Hebrews who made the only one of Israel limited by the way they, they think or they relate with him. The scripture says that they, 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 they limited the Holy One of Israel. So one can limit the unlimited God. Whatever you make that error. Hallelujah. So he's also the El Elyon, the Most High. As in, he's incomparable. He's God, the Creator. He has no rival. Who will rival with him? He's, be, he's before all things and in him all things consist. Whether they be thrones or principles and power. Nothing exists apart from him. So he has no rival. He's the only one there is. And the scripture is very careful to tell us that he's not just the creator, but he's the creator that is uncreated. The, the word Jehovah means the self-existing one, the one that is who he is, who is uncreated, and who will be who he is. Not influenced not governed by any principle or power or counsel. Hallelujah. He's the unlimited one. Glory be to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our God is unlimited. You can't calculate him. You can't predict him. Nothing can take him aback. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. As I said in the year that Uzzah, that I saw the Lord seated on his throne. He's in control. That's the point. He's in control. He may not actually come in spectacular ways in your life. And it may not actually appear as though he's in control. But I tell you today, he is in control. 
and you must walk in that consciousness that no matter what happens in your life even when it seems that you, the battle is almost lost or you have lost the battle there you have not lost it in the context of the providence of god you have not lost any battle you will not lose anyone that's the truth of the scriptures now let's see some scriptures then i can start properly hallelujah never forget what i've said so far the names of god revealed him is the hell shall die the self-sufficient one is the elohim the uncreated creator the strong one he is the most high the el elion is jehovah the self-existing one there are other names like jehovah jireh the lord that provides Glory be to God forevermore. Let's start from 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 2, then 4 to 10. 1 Samuel chapter 2. We want to take the testimony of Anna. Tells us some things about God. Hallelujah. And this is a first hand testimony. It's not just speaking out of emotions. She spoke out of her experience. She had an encounter with the living God. And she has something to say. She has something to say. Hallelujah. Glory be to God forevermore. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 2. Then we read from verse 4 to 10. Glory be to God forevermore. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 2. No one is holy like the Lord. Mark that. Now the word holy there means different like the Lord. Holiness means set apart. God is matchless. No one can match him. If you have saying that is incomparable. No one is holy like the Lord. For there is none beside you. Another point. He has no rival. So you don't have alternatives. Life can offer you many alternatives, many options. When it comes to his varieties and various offers. But when it comes to your work and navigation through life and finding solutions to the problems of life, you have no options. And if you think you have options, then destruction is waiting ahead of you. For those who go after other gods, Put themselves under a bondage. They end up in sorrow. For there is no only like the Lord. And for there is none beside you. Nor is there any rock like our God. Now the word rock like our God. Is to express the fact that. He is unmovable. is unchanging. is constant. is immutable. Is unaffected by anything. He remains forever. Registers his immortality. Registers or pictures the strength of God. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you are following. Look at those statements. How many of them? Three of them. There's no one only like the Lord. There's no beside him. And there's no rock like our God. No rock. In other words, no defense. Because the rock then also stands for, for defense or support. There is no defense system like God. Hallelujah. Your uncle cannot defend you enough. Your finances cannot defend you. There is no security in the world. Anywhere in the world. But we have a defense. There is no defense like a, like a God. It's our defense system. Now let's go to verse 4. Now this woman was not just talking. It's, she spoke out of experience. For every year she had been expecting a child from the Lord. But one year she received an answer. And she accumulated her experiences for those years together. She came up with this poetry. Which was a personal experience. A capture of the reality she touched in God. And this was preserved for us to meditate upon in order to understand that the God we have come to know is unlimited in all respects. 
Proverbs 4. The bar of the mighty, and let's say the acts of God. We are looking at the acts of God. God, unusual heart. The boss of the mighty men are broken. And those who stumble are guided with strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread. And the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has born seven. And she will ask many children as become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings out to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. These are the acts of God. He can change situation. He can turn things around. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggars from the heap of the from the arch of heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. Mark the word inherit. It can give you what you do not labor for. It can put in your hands what you are not qualified for. For by strength shall no man prevail. Okay, I have jumped. For the pillar of the earth are, are the Lord's, and he has set the, the world upon them. He will guide the feet of a saint, but the wicked shall be silent in the darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. The adversary of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven it will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to the king and exalt the horns of the anointed. Now let me say this. Most of the submissions of God, even his names, came out of people's experiences and encounters with him. Moses also wrote a poetry when the Lord led them through the Red Sea. I know some of those poetry will just come by intuition. They will just flow out of, of you. Naturally. Can you think of moments in your life when, you know, God just came through for you even when you were hopeless. Even when you don't have a clue of what next to do. He just seemed come through for you. And before you know this stream of gratitude, this stream of, of, of appreciation that actually captures how you feel at that time begins to flow out of your soul. Now let's look at what Moses wrote of him or sang of him. It was a song of, of course which serves as a testimony to us. Exodus chapter 15. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 15 from verse 6 to 13. That's another testimony for us. Glory be to God. We are, only, we, are, we, are, we are only looking at those scriptures to affirm with Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 3 that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what we think or ask because his power is now available here. Hallelujah. Christ said you make me say because you do not know God, you do not know the scriptures. In other words, you do not know his power and the scriptures. So one thing the scripture does is that it exposes us, it launches us, it brings us in touch with the reality of God and his power. But we fall headlong into errors in life because we do not know the scriptures and because we have not experienced his power. Meanwhile, the scripture says that God's intention is that when we come to know the exceeding greatness of his power that he has put to us. He has deposited in us according to the order he demonstrated in Christ. So we are living wonders. The wonders is determined from us and by us and by our willingness to dare desire them and demand for them. Exodus chapter 15 from, from verse 6 to 13. From verse 6 to 13. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Mark that. Glorious in power means matchless in power. Excellent in power. It excels in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. That's amazing. He has power that no devil can stand. No devil can stand. That power can dash the enemies into pieces. Are there things you are scared of? Are there enemies, things, or people, or, you know, forces that are coming against you, or against your life, or, or are seeking your life? The scripture says there is a power in God you can leverage that can dash them to pieces. So there is rest for you in God. There is safety, there is security. Your life is protected in God. Your right hand, O oh Lord, has become glorious power. Your right hand, O oh Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. And in the greatness of your excellency, 
you have overturned those who rose against you. So God has the power to overturn all the plans of the devil against your life. In the greatness of your excellence, he excels in power. And in the greatness of that excellency, he has overthrown those who rose against him. You sent forth your rod, it consumed them like sobu. And with the blast of your nursery, the water were gathered together. The floor stood upright like a heap. The dead congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. You blew your wind. The sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you? And this is where I want to go to. By that axe, then who can we compare him to be? Moses asked, Who is like you, O God? Amongst the gods, who is like you, glorious in oldness. Now mark this word. Amongst the gods is matchless in nature. There's nothing he cannot do. It's incomparable. Who is like you, O Lord? Among the gods. Among the gods. Who is like you? Glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. So God does wonders. God does wonders. Hallelujah. And you can expect him to do that wonders in your life. He does wonders. He does wonders. He does wonders. He does wonders. And he can do it for you today. He can do it for you today. Who is like you, O Lord? Among the gods, who is like you? Glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. You stretch out your right hand. You stretch forth your right hand. The earth swallow them. You in your mercy have led them forth. The people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength. You guided them in your strength. To your holy habitation. Hallelujah. So God is matchless. God is matchless. He's, he's incomparable. You can't compare him. He's a faithful father. He's a loving father. There is nothing you need. There is nothing you want he can give to you. So it does not matter what you are going through. You can trust him for provisions. You can trust him to come through for you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's see. First Kings chapter 18 from verse 20 to 24. And from this scripture I want to show you that you have got to come and be firm in your work with God. No more doubt. No more confusion. It's high time you remain stable and steady in your work with God. No more back and forth. You have come to know him that cannot fail. Look at, this was Elijah's challenge to the prophet of Baal and the whole of Israel. They had been in confusion as to who the real God is. Then he said, look, we want to prove that the God of Israel is the God and he's going to prove this by his acts. And it seems to me that one of the proofs that God is God of a truth is that it comes true for us each time without which no other thing or no other person or no other deity can do for us. I don't know whether you understand that. It comes through in our life with dimensions that nothing else can match. So this was Elijah calling the whole nation back to God. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 20 to 24. Calling the whole nation to God. 1 Kings chapter 18, 20 to 24. 1 Kings chapter 18, 20 to 24. Hallelujah. So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel 
and gathered a prophet together on Mount Camel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him, Not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet for the Lord. But Baal prophet are found are 450 men. Therefore, let them give us two bulls and let them choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood and put the fire on it. And I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood and pull them on, put them on fire and put the fire under it. Then you will call on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the, and the God who answers by fire is he that is God. So all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. The God that can answer by fire. The God that can answer by fire is God. The God that can answer by fire. If you can answer by fire, you know that, that sometimes that you have got to be audacious in your work with God. You can just say, Father, if you know you are the one bidding me to walk on water. If you, are the, if you know that you are the one bidding me to come. Can you bid me walk on water? Can you bid me walk on water? There are times we can challenge God. To prove that he is the one leading us. By coming through. Or by certain demonstrations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God knows no restraint. He has no limitations. He has no limitations. He has no limitations. And you can be sure of that. You can trust him to come through for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Elijah challenged the whole nation. He said, look, it is enough to keep faltering between two opinions. Maybe you are there. You've been actually confused as to who is the real God. Because of course, the nations of the head can boast a pretty much above 4,000 gods. And each of these gods have each of these gods as their, their representative. Each as their representative. Each as their representatives. And each representative seems to present his God to be genuine, to be the real God. But of these gods, who is the real God? There are many who are in confusion. They have gone through stuffs. They have been messed up by, by situations. They have been deceived by people, even by religious people. Religion had battered so many people. And they are really confused who is the real God. Elijah from nowhere came and summoned the whole nation and said, Look, guys, it's high time you stopped faltering between two opinions. If the Lord God of Israel is God, serve him. And if other gods serve him. But one way to know whether it's true God is that there must be a context, there must be a challenge. And this challenge is a God challenge. And you know, this is not just a challenge of Elijah alone. This challenge was emotion moved by God Himself. Because in chapter 18, verse 1, it was God who told Elijah to go and show himself to here because he's going to send the rain. So it is God's custom to demonstrate his matchlessness. This is his custom. To prove to you that really it can be matchless. To prove to you that he's really matchless. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too difficult for me? Really, there's nothing difficult for him. There is nothing difficult for him. Look at Isaiah chapter 41. Okay, let's just look at Isaiah chapter 41. Okay, let's look at 41. Verse 14 to 20. We want to see God's 
unusual heart god in the business of doing the impossible god specializes in what man cannot do by himself isaiah for the one then after this i will mention 10 things we have got to reflect on then i will close properly hallelujah our god is reliable you know sometimes when god wants to prove that he's really much less he will do the impossible as a proof he's fond of that he's fond of that he's fond of that and he has been found doing that over and over look at isaiah chapter 41 from verse 14 to 20. fear not you warm jacob you men of israel I will help you, says the Lord. I your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Mark the word, the Holy One of Israel. The matchless one of Israel. Behold, I will make you into a new treasure sledge with sharp teeth. I shall treasure the mountains and be them small. And make the hill like shaft. You shall winnow them the wind shall carry them away. And the wild wind shall scatter them. You shall rejoice in the Lord and the glory of the Holy One of Israel. The poor and the needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongue shall fall for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the Lord God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will put rivers in desolate heights. These are impossible acts. I will make rivers to flow in desolate heights i will open rivers in desolate heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys i will make the wilderness a pool of water these are impossible acts for man but for god it's not impossible and god can demonstrate this act just to demonstrate this love and he does do that and the dry land spring of water verse 19 I will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the Achaeus tree and the Maltus and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the cypress tree and the pine and the boss tree together that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this and the only one of Israel has created it. So God is in the business of thrilling you. Mention anything as to for him to prove himself in your lives, he will match it. He will match it. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 44, verses to 8. Let's see that too. Chapter 44, verse 6 and 8. Hallelujah. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer. The Lord of hosts, I am the first, I am the last. Beside me there is no God. And who can proclaim as I do? Then let him declare it and let it set it in order for me. Since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming, I shall come. Let them show this to them. Do not fear, not be afraid. Have I not told you that? Have I not told you from that time and declared it? You are my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Indeed, there is no other rock. I know no one. There is no one like the Lord. There is no one like the Lord. So let's look at 10 facts. From the challenge we have seen in the scriptures. We saw the challenge when Elijah called the nations together. We saw the challenge when Moses parted the Red Sea. We saw the challenge when God himself challenged Job. Speaking of his omnipotence. Hallelujah. We saw the challenge when God himself spoke in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 18 to 20. How that he can do the impossible. 
So from these facts of the scriptures, we understand that one, God is a jealous God. And his jealousy emanated from the purpose of creation. From the purpose he had in mind when he created human beings. And also we must bear in mind that his relationship and dealing with us, I mean his treatment of us, his relationship with us and all humanity and even the new creation is influenced by the rationale behind creation. We are creations or we are created to reflect his glory. We are creations of his love. So his dealings with us reflect on that fact or reflect that fact. Hallelujah. He's dealing with us reflect that flat, that fact. Number two, God does not use trick. He is real. He is the truth. He is plain. So he's not a, a, a trickster. He's real. And he wants to bring it to the point of peace to who's? To the point of conviction. He wants to eliminate doubt eliminate confusion in your life and bring you to the point where you know beyond the shadow of doubt that is the Lord God and there is none beside him. Number three, it pleasures God to thrill his children in demonstrating his love, his graces, his power, his, much, his matchlessness. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, unto him, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what we think or ask according to his power that works in us. In Isaiah chapter 41, verse 17 to 20, God said, I will make rivers to flow in the des desert. In other words, an outward proof that God is amongst us is the outbreak of the miraculous amongst us. An obvious proof, an outward proof, an undeniable proof that God is amongst us is the outstretched of his arm. Is the outbreak of the miraculous among us. In Joshua chapter 3. So our God told Joshua. To instruct the priests to carry the ark. And step their first feet. In Jordan. And as soon as they stepped into Jordan. Jordan was cut off. And they were able to cross on the dry land. That's the act of God. He's not a trickster. But he wants to thrill you. He wants to daze you. Unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what we think of hacks. In other words, God often does what no one can do to prove that there is none comparable or close to him. God is incomparable. That is the point four. Number four, God is matchless. God is incomparable. Five, God is limitless. He has no limitations except the one we place on him. Psalm 78 verse 41 says that they, the Hebrews, limited the Holy One of Israel. That's the greatest mistake anyone can make in his life. So God is limitless. God is incomparable. God is a miracle-working God. It pleasures him to thrill his children. In order to demonstrate his love, God has told you trick, and God is a jealous God. Number six, God is rightly involved in your life. The reason why you cannot be defeated. The reason why you can be sure that you cannot be wasted. The reason why you can be sure that all things will turn out well. He is involved in your life. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 21. Isaiah 44 verse 21. God says, Remember this, O Jacob and Israel, for you are my servant. I have found you and you are my servant. O Israel, you will not be forgotten by me. I have brought out 
like a thick cloud your transgression and like a cloud your sin return to me i have redeemed you you cannot be forgotten by god you can be so sure of that hallelujah number seven god oftentimes allow in our lives issues that are altogether stronger larger than we are in order to show us that we are limited as humans and that we must learn to depend on him we are limited as humans and therefore we must see a need for more of him and god we often do everything that will convince us of his own limitless capacity to help us out of every situation so in doing that it brings us to a point in our life where we acknowledge our own limitations our own inadequacies our own insufficiency in order for us to recognize to acknowledge and to demand that he proves himself if god is god serve him and the god that can answer by certain wonders is a real god god wants to prove himself in your life secondly god often allows in our life certain issues stronger and greater and bigger than we are so confusing for us in order to show us that he is with us in any situation however critical the situation however sudden however urgent however accidental they appear sometimes some situation will impact on us and you know it just throw us apart it shatters us we become so weak we cannot even pray but even in such kind of situation, God is there with us. He's Emmanuel. Number eight, God specializes in doing the impossibles. He specializes in doing the impossibles. That is how he proves his greatness. That is why he proves his matchlessness and strength and ability for us each time we need it. God is matchless. Number nine, the error we make sometimes, like Job and the Hebrews, is that we feel God had abandoned us in our life's problems. We feel that he has abandoned us. The God who parted the Red Sea is still our God. The God who quenched the fiery furnace for the three Hebrews and their friend Daniel is still the God. The God who made the sun to stand still for Joshua to avenge on his enemy is still the God. He has not failed. He has not died. He has not changed. The God who protected Abraham from Abimelech or from Abimelech's assault of his wife is still the God. The God who made Isaac to prosper in the famine time, on time of famine, is still the God. The God who lifted Joseph despite the opposition of his brothers and, his, and the attempt to, elim to eliminate him, is still the God. The God who gave David victory in the hands of Goliath, who, prote who protected him from the, from the assault and the attack of Saul, is still the God. The God who protected Elijah from ahab when he sought to destroy him even when elijah was not in the know he's still the god so god specializes in what man cannot do and what man calls impossible number 10 where i will stop god allows us to go through stuff and then walk through it with us and this is one major way he proves his active involvement in our lives. The end of which we come to a point in our walk with him where his word comes alive, where he becomes more real and reliable, where an advantage is provided for us to draw more to him or to draw closer to him. These advantages 
that helps us to draw more close to him these advantages that helps us to experience a richer dimension of him that helps us experience a richer spiritual life and that helps us to get to know him better clearer closer nearer and dearer and as a matter of fact there are established pathways by which god reveals himself to us number one is through his word through his word through true life experiences it makes us to go through stuff Isaiah chapter 40 4 to 5 God says if thou go through the water I will go with you hallelujah it's not 4 to 5 it's not 4 to 4 it was God speaking to Cyrus or speaking to his people. Say, if thou go through the waters, I will go with you. If thou go through the fire, the, 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 the flame will not over overflow you. I don't know how to put it. It will not be smelt on you. I wish I can look at that scriptures. If thou go through the water, we go with you. Hallelujah. God is for us. And the truth of the matter is that God intends to register in our lives miracles we have seen in the scriptures. He wants to make our personal experiences things that we have seen in his world that are amazing. He wants to prove to us that he can do it again even with us. He wants to do for us things, miracles, acts, amazing lifting, supernatural provisions, supernatural protections, supernatural lifting, unprecedented miracles we have seen in other people's lives so that we will not only say he is the God of others or is the God of the Bible, but I will say he is my God. The God who does wonder is not just the same today. He is my God. He has done it in my life. So God wants to do far beyond what we can imagine. He wants to do in your life greater things. He wants to amaze you. So there's no cause to fear. You can be so sure that you have a father that is ever committed to you. No fear. Hallelujah. So I can assure you that there is nothing you are going through. You are going through all alone. He is with you. He is with you. Hallelujah. Let me round off by showing you a scripture. Just a scripture. Then I will close on that. I have quoted it by heart, but you know, I just want us to see it. Hallelujah. God is committed to you. You can be so sure. God is committed to you. And as a result, there is nothing you should fear. If you come to a point in your life when you are confused, just call on him and tell him, if I be a man of God, let this be. Let fire fall. The God that answers by fire is our God. Hallelujah. God said, when you go through the fire, I will be with you. I will be with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will be with you. Isaiah chapter 43. I think I was right in the first place. 
from verse 1 to verse 5. We just want to see God's commitment to his people, then we'll round off on that note. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 43, from verse 1 to verse 5. But now, thus say the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by the name thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. That was what I wanted to mention. They will not overshadow thee. They will not cover you up. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindled upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the only one of Israel. Ensure is your God. These things will not be in your life except is your God. I am the Lord thy God, the only one of Israel, thy Savior. I have got Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Sheba for thee. In other words, when God is for us, there are signs to look out for. Maybe in the next teaching, I'm going to touch that indicators or indications that god is here with us and what is that the acts of miracles the demonstration of his power and graces here among us verse 3 i am the lord i god the holy one of israel thy savior i gave egypt for for the ransom and Ethiopia and sheba for thee since thou art precious in my sight thou hast been honorable I have loved thee, therefore I will give men for thee and people for the life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring the seed from the east and gather thee from the west. Hallelujah. This is the promise of God for us. He's always with us. Hallelujah. So I'm going to say, Father, do the unusual in my life this season. I don't know that thing in your life you want God to attend to. Maybe it's your health, maybe it's your finances, maybe it's your home, maybe it's, it's delayed expectation or delayed expectations. Whatever thing you are looking up to God, say, Father, the God that is God, let him answer by supernatural answer or direction. Or maybe you need direction. Say, God, is that time you prove your presence with me by your hacks in my life, unusual hacks in my life. I expect you turn situation around. You turn the condition around. You do the real unusual in my life. This season. This season. Can you pray in the name of Jesus? 